longitude 0 degrees, southwest of Norwich, north-northeast of Guildford, south-northwest of Rochester, 7 inches from Bolton on page 14 of the 2003 AA Road Atlas. You've guessed it, this week, blow me down and tickle my lemons, I'm in London, and specifically with Mr and Mrs Nathan of 122A Canterbury Lane, Greenwich, London, UK, London. Hello there. Hello, I'm Barry Patterson, and welcome to the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain. This is the show where I travel the height and width of the country, from the island of Wick to the tin mines of Wales, fingering the pulse of a nation on the brink of Brexit. I'll be asking the big questions. Where have we come from? Where are we going? Where are the nearest toilets? Who are we? Why are we? When are we? I'm Barry, Barry Patterson. Join me, follow me, Instagram me photos of your memories as we explore this historic land. It's the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain. Have you ever thought about cashing in your granny for gold? Gold's glittery, granny's grey. But Granny has value. Her teeth, her artificial knees, her hearing aids, her house. God damn it, Granny's a gold mine. Why should she have all the fun? When with just one simple signature on a do not resuscitate form, we can seize your Granny and her assets, giving you gold in return. Granny's for Gold is proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. London is a big place. Imagine 25 Liverpools minus 3 Glasgow's and 1 Hull and you've got it. But it wasn't always this big. The Roman town of Londinium was a tiny settlement, but the high rents demanded by the unscrupulous estate agent Quintus Fox Tunicus forced the peasants, those we today recognise as teachers, civil servants, office workers, out to the fetid marshland that today we call Hackney. Left in the centre were wealthy, non-resident, Roman second homeowners. But things have changed. Now wealthy Russians and Saudis occupy the centre, and peasants live in Milton Keynes. But it's not all bad. London is a multicultural paradise, with 115% of the world's faith groups represented. That's just slightly behind mid-Wales on the diversity scale. Just today, I've brunched with Graham, the Islington Iman, and seen my mate Benjamin for a slap-up schnitzel before Shabbat. And the amazing thing is, absolutely everyone gets on really well all of the time. In this programme, I'm going to cover three biggies. Firstly, the UK's most popular visitor attraction and biggest repository of stolen goods, the British Museum. Secondly, London's largest sewer, the Thames. And finally, for standard-gauge suburban rapid transit rail enthusiasts, the exciting new Elizabeth Line, specifically the deep tunnelled section from the western portal at Paddington to the eastern portal at Whitechapel. Capital Facts London's Big Ben is neither big nor Jewish. Capital Facts Beards, once a popular look for paedophiles, are now mandatory in the trendy area of Shoreditch. Capital Facts the average one-bedroom flat in London is worth more than Scotland. Capital Facts Golly, you work hard. Every day you're out there bringing in the bacon, 
But how hard is Granny working, sitting in her palace drooling over bargain hunt? Put her to work and make your Granny work for you. At Granny's for Gold, we transfer Granny and her assets into real money that you can use now. Forget your payday loan, send Granny to the nursing home, or even cheaper, the grave. Granny's for Gold, our proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. I'm standing in the great court of the British Museum the centre of this massive swag bag of world culture. Around me are hundreds of cheap tourists, too mean to go to one of London's paid-for attractions, and those simply faking an interest to use the free Wi-Fi. Many of them have come from all over the world to try and see where most of their nation's heritage has gone. Even at the door, British Museum staff rifle through visitors' bags under the guise of security, looking for anything valuable they can add to the collection. Above me is the Great Glass Dome, a structure that creates the largest covered smoking shelter in Europe. From here, a bewildering number of galleries jut off in every direction. I've been walking around the halls now for about three minutes and I think I've got to grips with the place. The formula here is basically massive room, loads of pots, massive room, loads of statues, repeat. The museum trustees must have had a hell of a row with the removals company because most of the objects are in a right state. Take the Parthenon marbles for example. Either the sculptors were slapdash and forgot to carve any extremities or someone in the FedEx office has a weird fascination with marble heads, hands and willies. What I have in front of me now is one of the museum's newer items. It's sourced from the North Sea. And it's a bloody lovely tuna melt panini. Cheers. Capital Facts. More Londoners live in London than any other part of the UK. Capital Facts. More Polish people live in London than any part of Poland. Capital Facts. One Londoner is worth 15 people from anywhere else, especially Northern Ireland. Capital Facts. Like the Ganges, London's river is a sacred place. All life is here. E. coli, Enterobacter, and every form of fecal polyform. It's got a kind of silky black colour, and you'd think that the source of the Thames was Worcester. I'm walking down the most popular part of the riverside, the South Bank. It's not hard to see why people flock here. On my right is the National Theatre, designed by Stalin in 1951. One of Stalin's dying wishes 
was that the national should put on impenetrably boring plays until the end of time. I think he'd be delighted. Just in front of the theatre, there's a lovely seating area and it's nice to sit and take in the view of tourists being pickpocketed or their crestfallen faces when they realised that if they just worked that little bit harder they, they could have been in New York. I've come up river now and uh, I'm going to take a break because in this blistering heat and it really is warm. I'm a walking pustule. It's about 30 degrees above ground and 900 in the tube. So people are coming to cool off in the water of the Thames. There's a small sandy beach area here and it's lovely just watching people paddle and kick seagulls. Fantastic. Docked here, just by the paddlers, or a couple of Thames houseboats. While in most other parts of the country, these are the kind of residents that would be occupied by hessian-clad, crack-brained nomads who think that living three inches from the towpath makes them better than everyone else. Here in central London, these are million-pound properties with unrivaled river views and subdivided into one-bedroom living cupboard homes. Although I imagine the river is nowhere near as busy as it used to be, there's still a fair bit of traffic. I've walked the 30 miles in 10 and a half hours by the A207 in Gravesend Ferry to London Gateway, the biggest container port on the Thames. There aren't many tourists here. I don't know why. It's lovely. Buses and cars are gone, replaced by beautiful HGVs and transcontinental shipping. There's, there's wildlife too. As I stand here, I can see the carcasses of chickens slaughtered for the busy prep kitchens of central London, drifting limply downstream and out to sea. Beautiful. Tenders the lifeblood of this city, a ribbon of tranquility. A place for recreation and a repository of mercury toxic to human and animal life. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Look at Granny taunting you. That pacemaker of hers could fund your next holiday to Spain. Let us take care of Granny. We'll squeeze her through the money machine. And the next thing you know, you'll be sunning yourself in Magaluf. Granny's for Gold oh. are proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. Hopscotch is a very popular game in the UK, played by both hetero and homosexuals. The players complete the course by hopping or scotching. The latter is where the participant's anus is plugged with a scotch egg in the time-honoured fashion whilst they move through the outline court. 
Modern versions of the game involve leg crossing and as a result allow rapid transit through great distance at considerable speed. Inspired by hopscotch, engineers desperate to slash journey times across London came up with the cross rail. The idea was that with a scissored track, the wheels on the train's right side could cross in front of those on the left side of the train, whilst those on the left could pass behind those wheels that were passing in front to move to the right. At the next scissor in the track, the reverse would happen, whereby the left wheels that were formerly on the right would pass in front of the right wheels that were formerly on the left to return to their original position on the right, whilst the right wheels formerly on the left would pass behind those right but now left wheels as they pass back to the right to return to their original position on the left. This is of course an old load of cock and balls and the engineers were shot. This is a tunnel. For all you know, I'm actually lying and I'm sitting in my bedroom. But seriously, this is a tunnel. <clears throat> At the moment, it takes just over an hour for international stockbrokers and businessmen or wankers to travel from Heathrow Airport to the west of me to their fetid nests at Canary Wharf in the city of London to the east. You don't need to be Lord Alan Sugar, business mastermind and inventor of the standalone non-mobile email telephone device to realize that business just can't wait that long. So this new one billion pound underground will slash the journey time to just under an hour, saving literally three to four minutes buying valuable extra time to screw the citizens of the world. Whilst the line's official name was initially Wanker's Way, the Crossrail project is to be called the Elizabeth Line, named not after the Queen, but after the star of 2014's Avengers Infinity War, Elizabeth Olsen. Walking through these enormous tunnels, you get a sense of what a mammoth project this is and how much it makes me feel like Eurotricious, the Japanese shoe mold. Amazing. How long is too long to allow Granny to live? Granny's for Gold are proud to sponsor the Barry Patterson Tour of Britain podcast. So, that's it for London. You can take it or leave it. Next time, I'm off to the coast, to the County of Sun, Broody Gigolos and Incest. Put your shirt back on, Poldark, because you've got a family-friendly guide to Cornwall. Coming up. Coming up.